we have to consider too that, especially if you're going to um, an elite school, a tier one school, which is certainly not that uncommon um, in the school system we're in, what if your family's financial situation changed? How many families in you know, in our neighborhoods now have lost a paycheck or two because of closures. And that puts a whole different complexion. Well, don't, don't worry. There's $1,200 in the mail. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> Maybe by August or September. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a really good point, actually. I have two different students, you know, who are seniors who are about to graduate, who have contacted me by email in the last two weeks asking for recommendations for scholarship programs because their families were already in a situation where they weren't going to be able to pay or, you know, they're kind of mm-hmm. close. And so the, these are not scholarships out of luxury. These are sort of scholarships out of need. So of course I, you know, write the letter, do whatever I can, but yeah, I mean, think about how many people's situation you're right is going to be different now compared to when they filled out the FAFSA form and, Geez, when is that? January, February, something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. I mean, in the span of just a couple of months, that could be a completely different picture. And I would be amazed. I, I doubt this is the kind of data that will either be collected or, if it is, I doubt it'll be released. I would love to hear about the number of students who bail on their deposits this oh, spring, yeah. even if in the end they may still want to go, just out of the uncertainty or because the family can't afford it. You just keep the deposit amount, you know, and, and try again next year. Man, that's that's tricky. That's really tricky. yeah. This is really complex as to what's going on. A lot of moving parts. I mean, if you were, I'm going to ask you to give what what do you think is the best advice to a kid in that situation? I mean, um, w- without knowing it, you know, without picking a kid in a financial situation, if you had to think, here's something I can say that helps half or more than half of kids. What would you think would be the right way to proceed in the short term? Oh, I mean, just the general challenge of are you going to school and in, in yeah, the fall? I mean, yeah. yeah start working on contingency plans. I mean, it's, uh, it's tough to think of what they could be given that we can't move around and that um, businesses are shut down. So, you know, an obvious thing would be to get a job and there aren't that many jobs right now. I mean, look at how many millions of people in the labor force across the country filed for unemployment in the past two weeks. Yeah. 10 uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think from uh, an emotional uh, you know, a psychological perspective, they should be thinking about what they're going to do and should think of it as a real possibility because you'd hate to just kind of coast along until July or August. And then you get that letter saying, Hey, guess what? We're doing online. Don't worry. We want you in our class of 2024. Um, or, and this goes for returning students too. We, we want you at our school. Um, we're going to do online. Here's how it's going to work. Well, again, if that's not what you were buying into, what are you going to do? And I, and I think there's, you know, you might say, oh, you could consider local community college, but that could be an issue next year right. um, because of budgeting. So you mentioned, and this doesn't necessarily apply to community college, but the four-year schools and grad schools are going to see a huge drop in international students. The thing that's unique about international students is that a significant number of them pay full ride. They subsidize um, at the state schools, especially the students that are paid for typically by their tuition fees, room and board, and tax dollars. But 
if suddenly you pull away all of that um, international student funds, that's going to hit the schools quite a bit from on their bottom line. But it's not just international students. Endowments. I read somewhere that in 2008 and 2009, even the schools, which aren't all of them by any means that have significantly large endowments, their endowments are in the form of stocks and equities. They took nearly a 25% hit in the first year of the Great Recession. This could be worse. Um, So even if you're thinking of the elite schools that have humongous endowments, they're going to be, you know, hunkering down a bit. Which is, which is silly to think, you know, and Harvard and, and Yale have endowments that, you know, are, are bigger than the, the GDP of a Google. lot of countries. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're literally wealthier than most of the countries in the world. But still, when you see the when you see a loss coming, you know, regardless of how much or how little money you have, when you know you're about to lose some of it, your behavior always changes. Right. Um, yeah. And, and then what do you think about the schools, you know? that say, especially private schools that don't have an endowment. Like I, I think, and I did, I, I just, just looking, I can't find the article, but I read an article about how the little bit of thinking or writing that's been done on this subject publicly, it seems to indicate that people are more worried about your private schools, particularly the mm-hmm. smaller private schools, because the state will always find a way to prop themselves up, right? But that may not be possible for your smaller private schools. Like you were just pointing out, if they don't have that much of an endowment, what are they going to do? Well, there's also, um, there's an estimate that about 20% of smaller schools, so let's say under 2,500 students, have been in tough financial straits as, you know, in the past few years anyways. You could lose as many as 20% of um, colleges because this would be, the you know the final straw, you know the final bullet into the into the corpse, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, a lot of the and we do have a number of students. We know students, of course, that are choosing smaller schools that aren't rich but offer you know a campus or a classroom experience that they think is valuable, but they could just not be there. And again, that's that includes um, students that are returning. Uh, also, state. And county budgets are going to contract next year. I mean, certainly we worry about what's going on at the federal level with $2 trillion, $3, another trillion dollar stimulus bills of money that they're just going to have to print up. What's going to happen, though, at the local levels when, let's see, tax revenue from both property tax and income are significantly down over the next year or two, if not longer. So generally community colleges are not at the top of the list of state budgets. So that's going to be an issue. Also, think about uh, sports. College doesn't start in August or September for them. I think it starts in like July and June. And if you can't get athletes back to school um, to start training, there goes the fall, you know, football season and 